Welcome to the World Changers in Tech podcast, where we bring you the most exciting, passionate, impact-driven tech entrepreneurs and actors changing the world one tech at a time. Our episodes foster the sustainable development goals to inspire, build, and grow a sustainable future. So get to know your SDGs and World Changers in Tech. My name is Anna Yukiko Bickenbach, and let's get on to today's episode. Dear World Changers and Tech listeners, today we find ourselves living in changing times, Corona times, one that has created challenges and many adjustments, but mostly as we would like to see them here at German Tech, we see it as a time to innovate and create chances from opportunities. Our physical events, meetups and open lectures had to be canceled, but instead of them being lost, we decided that we would rather digitize them for you so you can also be a part of it. We wanted to include you, our community, in all aspects. So we've adapted our approach to edit down our live digital events so you can hear them as well. We hope you get the most out of it, enjoy it, stay healthy and stay tuned. And we're looking forward to many more episodes with you guys. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to new work life in times of Corona. We're starting our third week. My name is Anna Yukiko Bickenbach. I'm the event and program manager here at German Tech, and we have digitalized everything. So we're able to welcome everyone here from anywhere and everywhere. And I'll hand over to Maria, who will go ahead and tell us quickly what German Tech does. And yes. Hello, also from my side. My name is Maria. I'm uh, one of the managing directors at, at German Tech. We are um, an ecosystem builder, so we do build uh, in digital ecosystems for a sustainable future. What does that mean? We work with corporates, with startups, um, but also with public institutions, and governmental institutions, all kind of uh, initiatives to use technology on, and entrepreneurship to um, make this world a better place. And as you can imagine, um, yeah, we're thinking and discussing a lot at the moment how, of course, the whole corona situation will change the world. And we are still convinced or now even more convinced that uh, there will be more technological solutions to all of this. And um, we already see a few, though we're only in. uh, So for us, it is week three that we are in all the home offices um, with the whole team. But we can see that people are learning super fast and we also learn super fast. And it's what we're here for to share a little bit with you what happened during the last week. Um, what were the learnings from us, but also from people from our network? What did we, what did we uh, hear about and what do we want to share with you? And also, of course, to answer your questions if you have some directly to us. So Maria, what were your learnings from the last week? Just to note, this is our third week where we're starting like our third week, but in the last week, what are some of the things that have enlightened you? <laughs> so I guess the, the, the one most important thing is that we are getting out of this, of this shock that we were kind of in. I, um, I feel that when I wake up in the morning, um, I do not feel as if I was in a bad dream. Or if this, uh, you know, I don't know if you also had a feeling during last week that sometimes you were like, is this real or is this one of the movies? Because it literally felt like um, an episode of Black Mirror sometimes Um, because things were happening so fast and um, a lot of the things that happened were kind of unexpected and stuff like that. 
So what, what my biggest learning is, is that we are getting into some kind of normal. Um, uh, I don't want to insult anybody or, or get too close to anybody with this because I know that there are um, people suffering on a, on a medical, um, on a medical level and on a health metal um, level for, from this. And, and we don't want to um, be offensive in any kind of that, but from a business kind of perspective, um, it feels like we're getting into something, okay, this is the new normal. Um, it might be the new normal for a few more weeks. So you better get used to it. Um, that's at least what I, what my experience, my personal experience, um, is. And um, the good thing about this is getting into this new normal also enables us to think forward again. Because for a few days or even weeks, it was just like reacting to everything that happened around us and reacting to stuff that was coming from the outside. But now we're getting more into an acting role again. Uh, so from reacting to acting where we can start thinking about, okay, so what exactly will this change in our society, in our economy? How can we contribute? What can be new models, new products that might be, um, might be relevant uh, for the future? How can we learn of all the, um, maybe also mistakes that we're making during the last weeks um, and, and prevent, them for, for, prevent them from happening again? And of course, I also feel that um, I'm very, very thankful for the whole environment that I'm in at the moment, um, because when you look at the, um, at the situation in other countries, um, I don't want to name any, but um, I feel kind of blessed because I still have the feeling we're, we're, we're good. Um, uh, the, the health system is kind of working out. Um, the um, numbers are not as bad as they could be compared to other countries. Um, and I also feel this, yeah, this gratefulness for, for the situation that we're we in. And that really helps me through the day to just also see, okay, this is like, could be worse. Um, so make something out of this, of the, of the good things that were given to us. I, I would agree with you on that. Um, just from, from the background that I have family and friends in the U.S. and also in Japan. Mm. Whereas in Japan, everyone's still functioning completely normally. Uh, and one of the reasons maybe the spread hasn't been so big as they've talked about it too in the news, it's the culture that you automatically just distance yourself or wear a mask um, if you're out and about, if you're sick. And so things there have not changed in Okinawa. My father, on the other hand, he's in Whistler, and I see, you know, a lot of people discussing politics in the U.S. because it's always this Democrats, Republican, you know, uh, who's doing it better, and it's two complete different ways of thought. So it's hard to, you know, um, be completely transparent there how they're going to deal with the situation. It's not going to be easy. Whereas in Germany, I've always felt very safe because we have the safety blanket and the federal government does quite a bit for us. And, and when it comes to German tech, I think we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Um, we started quite early on, three weeks ago, that we signed like Kurzarbeit contracts the first Monday when they opened up. Maria was on the phone trying to make sure all the paperwork was ready and done. And so I can agree with you. I feel really good about that. Being a mother of one child, the kitas have been closed, and this is you know the third week we're starting. And what we've done is we just rotated our child with one other family, and that is the only social group we have. So it's literally a group of you know two parents, two kids, and myself and uh, Yoshi's father. 
and now we're in a routine. So it feels better that we now have a routine. Things feel a little bit more settled. The things I've learned is, you know, terminology, which we used last week or two weeks ago was calling it physical distancing and not social distancing for people who have thoughtful, you know, anxieties about that. There's nice words of collective healing that people are reflecting about their lives and how they feel. And uh, what we learned last week at our female entrepreneurship and investor meetup was uh, the word progressive DNAs and startups, which I thought was really nice because I think Corona is going to test everyone's character. And I think that's what I really um, am trying to prove to myself is that I'm testing myself as like an individual, as a parent, as an employee, you know, how am I going to get through this time with everyone around me? And uh, when we looked at, you know, even startups, we can talk about later, Maria has some tips maybe for how they can make the runway. I think startups, if you are able to be progressive in this time, you're surely going to make it out of other difficulties you might have. So I think it's a good time. It's going to make everyone stronger and better. And, you know, like you said, if we look at other countries, we're pretty well off. So there's nothing we really have to freak out about. Um, so how about we talk about what's been happening in Germany? If, because in the past we've had international, an audience from, international audience from Canada, US and Italy. My feeling is that most everyone here is from Germany because then we don't necessarily have to rehash all the things that the federal government is providing to us. Uh, but maybe Maria, you want to do a little rundown on <clears throat> Berlin and what's happening, how they're supporting yeah. us. Um, so during the last week, I also spent a lot of time on the phone in, in, in uh, Zoom calls and in hangouts with uh, a lot of entrepreneurs and founders um, from, from the Berlin startup scene. Um, because we talked about it, that there are huge amounts of money <clears throat> that uh, the German governments announced very, very fast um, that they will um, set up programs and, and um, yeah, kind of programs that will support the economy that um, companies can apply for. And uh, when it comes to this, it gets a little complicated, but actually it is not that complicated. So there are programs um, with, uh, when it comes to the larger amounts of money, uh, if you're looking into your, into your cash flow planning and you're looking for more than 500,000 uh, euros, you should look into the programs that were announced by the federal government. Um, so those programs will be, um, uh, you have to request them at your house bank, so your, your normal bank, the, the one that is also running your accounts, um, and they will then um, support you to, to request that kind of money, which is like above 500,000K from uh, the KfW, um, which is the federal state bank in, uh, in Germany. Then there are different uh, um, programs. In Berlin, it is, and most in the, in the States, it is two different kind of programs that you can apply for at your, um, at your state bank. So I don't know in which, uh, in which states you are. In which states you are, I'm sorry. Um, in which state you are, in Berlin, it is the EBB, the Investitionsbank Berlin. And um, they started um, the... So you could start requesting that money on Friday. Um, it is two programs. One is a credit um, up to 500,000 K that uh, you have to pay back within two years um, without any um, zinsen. What is zinsen? Interest. Interest. 
exactly. Um, and then there is um, the second uh, program that is up to 15K, which is for solo entrepreneurs and um, the smallest uh, companies up to 10 employees, which is up to 15K. And that is money that you get as a grant, so you do not have to pay it back. The kind of funny but actually not so funny thing that happened is that um, everything was supposed to be online and that you request everything online and the service um, of the bank completely broke down. Um, they then set up a virtual queue, which I thought was pretty smart. The problem was just that there are, were like literally hundreds of thousand people, <laughs> of people in, these, in these queues. Um, so it took, took a while. Uh, hours and sometimes days and some some of my uh, uh, employee uh, um, uh, entrepreneur friends are still in the queue waiting to request this money so um, you should really take some time I know that in other states um, the requests are only accepted starting from today so um, it seems like Berlin was super fast uh, unfortunately the system of the EBB was not prepared for such a huge amount um, they also stopped uh, um, accepting the requests in between um, because there were for the for the for the credit part there were 100 million euros announced by by the state of Berlin um, and the requests were much more than that so they stopped it now but just 10 minutes ago um, there was the press uh, there was the press uh, release that they. Um, now have 350 million for those uh, for this kind of support and they will start requ uh, start accepting the requests again soon so um, if you did not manage to do it yet um, please stay in the queue stay in the virtual queue i know it is like it takes a lot of patience um, but uh, it is worth it if you need the money to to survive it is also very important to say that the money from this, it is called Soforthilfe 1, that you have to pay it back. So when you do your cash flow planning, do not think that this is like money that is just given to you, that you have to have a plan how you will do revenue, how you will do profits afterwards, because you will have to pay it back. Otherwise, this is just um, something that will... Um, prolong your death, <laughs> the death of your company. And I think it's something that um, people do not talk a, about, a lot about it because, um, yeah, we all want to survive and we were in the survival mode, but we also have to think about, is this something, is this um, an instrument from the state that is that does it really make sense for me and my company? Because if, I'm, if I do not see any chance how my, my startup or how my business will, uh, will be ramped up again after the crisis and nobody knows exactly when the crisis will end, um, then this does not help you. And then you should really, really be careful with um, yeah, taking credits, taking this credit um, because the founders are um, personally, personally uh, um, responsible, responsible or... for it. So it might be, it might be also um, yeah, kind of dangerous for your personal um, for your, personal liquidity. So how long did the whole process actually uh, last from starting, you know, the paperwork to getting someone on the phone and being in the queue? I didn't have uh, the EBB. I did not call at all. And I was super lucky. I don't know how I managed because when I got into the queue, I was uh, at, uh, I only, only had about 6,000 people 
in front of me. So I was super fast. Um, it took me, yeah, I started at noon. Uh, I handed in the request at uh, 5.30. So it took me like six hours. Yeah, something like that. But I know from others that they have been in, in the queue for the whole weekend in four hours and hours and for even days. And even if you start doing the process today, so this morning, uh, it were 180,000 people in the queue. Okay. Crazy, but yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, how about we also talk about um, what new things we've enacted at work. Uh, two weeks ago, we started with 100% home office. We knew that some changes were uh, going to come. And uh, we basically kind of, uh, what's the right word? We're trying to just figure out all the challenges that, as you said, we were trying to, this fire lotion, like we were trying to just get rid of all the fires and figure out how we're all going to yeah. work with each other, uh, routine with all the different tools. Yeah. Um, why don't you give us an update on that? Yeah. So I'm really, really happy how our team is coping with the home office situation. And um, I think we're really, really doing um, well and everybody is, uh, kind of engaged and tries to stay uh, in contact with each other. We've been talking about the tools that we are using for that. For example, that we have this um, digital team room open all day where we can talk to each other. So it is something that is on the, in the background of everybody's computer all day so we can talk to each other. Yeah, nevertheless, there, there will be some changes. And that's also kind of a recommendation that I give to all the startups out there. Um, we are... I mean, the situation still has many, many question marks um, and we don't know how long the situation will, will um, how long it will take us to get back to normal. And we also don't know what the new normal is. The Senate of Berlin also just announced that all the measures that they have taken into account for now will be um, in place until the end of the Easter holidays, uh, the end of the Easter vacation. So it will be the 20th of April until um, this is the time where we will definitely stay in the home office, not be working together, not be meeting physically. Um, so everything as it has been during the last one and a half week, one and a half weeks. Um, so for all the startups out there, it is my, my advice to look at your cash flow and look at your, look, look which method, measures you can take to make the runway as long as possible at the moment. Without, I mean, stay in contact with all your clients, with all your partners, of course, but try to cut down the costs as much as possible. Um, so well, what we've been doing, for example, is that we've asked us again, okay, which, which uh, tools do we need? And of course, we also took into account which state support we can, uh, we can use, like the, the EBB um, stuff, but we also took into account what we will not take um, or which, which, which instruments we will not use. Um, so for us, uh, we will not take any, um, you know, it's, we will not take all the measure, all the instruments that, for example, the state of Berlin took into place, but we've been thinking about uh, Kurzarbeit, which is short term work, and we will use that um, as a measurement to cut our costs down, especially now that we do not have as much work, for example, with our, uh, with our corporate clients. So we will be staying, um, we will not go down to 100%. We will support um, all, of our, all of our communication channels and uh, we will be still producing um, content to support um, all of our stakeholder groups out there 
And we will, of course, be working with all the corporate, client, corporate clients that, that we still have on board. But that's a, um, an advice to everybody. Take into account where you can cut down costs and then use these measures also to, to do that. And I think it's really relevant to talk about it because people are, you know, people are throwing the term out there, Kurzarbeit, and that they've signed contracts. But it's another thing to talk about how have you enacted it? How have people reacted to it? And I think in our case, I, I think it's good for us to also be transparent and say, um, I was really happy with management because they're very transparent from the beginning. Like when this all started, Maria, you know, she sent us the paperwork and then we had a discussion. What does it actually mean? And, you know, then on Monday when we had our drill fix, it was pretty much a very transparent, simple statement saying this is a precautionary measure to make sure that you know we're not going to be surprised in two months time but that we're making sure we stretch the runway as maria says and for me as an employee i this is something that was very transparent i was expecting that some of the hours would be cut and as the whole economy is slowing down i feel like i can embrace it because it's like the most normal thing that our wheels are also kind of slowing down with everything else so for me that's completely fine um, and I can appreciate it uh, in terms of being an employee employee I would rather cut my hours and and you know a few months time I don't have a job with German Tech that's just my personal opinion because I understand you know the situation in which everyone is in so um, if anyone's in management and an anyone has a team underneath you, I think the best way to handle this is to be transparent and to, to explain, you know, the scenario of what's happening and why you're enacting it. Um, otherwise, people might, you know, be completely surprised and feel like they've been knocked off, you know, up on the side of your head. And so I think that's good to talk about, too. And we're all going to be figuring out how to work with each other with different hours as well. So that's going to be the next step, I think, is then figuring out, okay, what are the hours, maybe what are the core hours, who has what responsibilities, and so then we can get into that routine as well. So, yeah. so if you have any um, questions also regarding the Kurzarbeit in general, we are also happy to talk in one-on-ones, just get back to us um, if, uh, if that is something that, that you did not look into with your startup yet. Um, it is definitely something that will help you for, um, for a few months, so you do not have to let off people. Um, you can keep your you can keep your stuff. You can keep the knowledge that your stuff has um, in the company during this uncertain times. It's really really um, something that I would recommend you. And I think, as we said too, it's like testing, right? We're like testing the whole entity in like the toughest time. So if you come out of it, you're going to come out of it stronger for it. Do we have anything else to add, Maria, to our weekly? Corona cast is as we call it too in, in our um, yeah so um, if you do not uh, if you did not subscribe to our newsletter yet um, I recommend that to you we also start writing content now uh, or we will start write more content on our learnings with workshops uh, with corporates how we do that how we digitize them what our learnings for that um, I also wrote um, an article on Medium about um, why I think it is now the time for um, zebras. For those of you who don't know the, the term zebra yet, zebras are kind of the counter, counter startups to the unicorns. You um, have the background of your screen, by the way. Oh. I'm, you can just show it. No, it's like there on your, behind your, 
right shoulder. Oh you know, yeah, that, right that's shoulder. like, you see that, that one? <laughs> it is Libra, it has the horn. Um, so um, the, the unicorns are, are startups that are, have the biggest goal of them is to hyper growth and to make as much profit as possible, to make um, as much profit for the shareholders as possible. And what we've seen during the last years is that some of them have um, business models that are not sustainable, that are not good for our society and for our economy and for our world in general. The, the other kind of companies and startups that are out there are zebras. They're called zebras because they're not only concentrating on uh, measuring uh, or on maximizing their profit, but they are concentrating on maximizing profit and wealth <laughs> and also impact. So they are not only black or white, they are black and white. That's why we call them the zebras. Um, and I think for, especially for those startups, now that we are in a time where people start thinking a little bit more about, okay, the world that we lived in during the last decade maybe, or during the last years for sure, is this a society that uh, we want to live in? Is this the economy that we want to live in? How much do we want to um, learn out of this um, and start building the new world now that we have this, um, yeah, this, this massive change that might come and I, and I hope that it will come and it will turn out for better. And I think that um, companies that are considered to be zebras and not only concentrating on maximizing a profit, but also are concentrating on maximizing impact and um, thinking about how to build, build sustainable companies will be the ones that are solving this challenge and that are, yeah, kind of being the ones that will go out stronger out of this. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to see them. If you consider yourself a zebra, get back to us. We, let's talk about where we can support you. We have a huge network out of mentors, business angels, contacts to investors. Um, and yeah, they do still talk to startups, though it is an uncertain time. If you need some support, um, get back to us. We're super happy to support you because I'm sure, um, yeah, you will be the next Mark Zuckerbergs. <laughs> the better Mark Zuckerbergs, of course. <laughs> anyone has any more any questions um can you talk about the hackathon results you mentioned last week yeah um so it was a little <laughs> bit of a yeah so for those of you who didn't don't know it there was a hackathon from the federal government of germany basically it was the biggest hackathon ever organized um it was a uh, 42,000 people t um, participating in it it was very interesting <laughs> because we had, uh, I think when we had the last call, exactly. So we had a call with all the judges uh, on Tuesday evening. So it was a Zoom call with 700 people, which was very interesting. <laughs> Basically, it was not a call. It was somebody explaining us how to do what. Um, and um, I have to say that, and this is not, I know that that everything was like, organized within a minute and, 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 and stuff happens. I, I then received a lot of emails. Um, so I was supposed to receive one email, but I received many emails um, with uh, ideas that I had to judge on. Um, so instead of uh, judging five or six, I then judged more than 30, which was okay. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of, uh, yeah, it took more time than I, than I planned to, to do it, but anyway. 
And um, there were some ideas that I see a lot of potential in. There was a press conference with um, Dorobert yesterday evening where they also um, announced some of the winners, but it is still not exactly clear. And that is like a little bit of a pity, but maybe also because of the, of the time, of the shortness of the time, that there will be some financial support, but they do not pick like the one winner or something like that. It is more that they now see, okay, which ideas were judged, um, where rate is the highest. And then the government will decide how they will go on. If they will invest money, if they will um, bring them in contact with some companies, and I have not heard back from them yet. Um, if we can support some more ideas. Um, and, yeah, so that is kind of, the, the communication is of course a little bit complicated because it's such a huge, huge amount of people that they have to, to bring under one umbrella. And uh, I, I, the, the team is still working on it. We are still in the Slack channel with the 42,000 people. <laughs> um, but as you can imagine, communication is hard. <laughs> well, on a, on a great note, we have um, Anna Hubert from Tech for Germany with us next week, uh, next Wednesday, who was organizing the We versus Virus. So I hope she's going to give us lots of insights into what the learnings were organizing it as well as uh you know what's happening now post judging post you know i mean obviously there's a lot of startups or startups ideas that came from this and groups and collective you know togetherness so maybe they have you know this post plan of what to do with all that energy so hopefully next wednesday we'll get to hear a little bit more of the co-organizers of the event so for anyone that's interested um yeah. next wednesday yeah, yeah I'm to join that. It's a great idea to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of an upheaval to organize it with 43 something thousand people. Yeah, it's crazy. But in the end, um, I hope that Corona stays a little bit longer, that they finish that work, that it doesn't go away uh, as usual, right? So, yeah. I mean, in that sense, it's good that we have like an end date for after, after Easter break or spring break so that they actually can do the wedding and implement some of the ideas at least uh, for, the, for the time being. Right? So. Yeah. But the, the thing that you have to add on this is that many of the ideas, I mean, I, it was like 1,500 ideas after the hackathon. I only saw like 30. Um, but for sure, some of them were in a very, very early stage. And um, of course, I mean, after 48 hours, it is an idea and maybe it is a short video. But I saw many of them that would need, and that's something that I also hope that will come into the discussion in, uh, in Germany in general, that would need some changes in laws, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to data protection. Um, because a lot of the things that, of course, we see now working in, for example, Singapore and um, South Korea is because people are willing to share data um, and, and uh, not willing to share data, but are sharing data and the state just takes data. And that's of course something that is not given in Germany yet or in Europe yet. So it will be a lot of discussions that we also have to do there on a, on a legal level. What is possible and how could we prevent this from happening again and which data needs to be where and how can it be protected and how willing are people to share their data like, do I really want to have an app on my phone that, um, that can tell me afterwards uh, whom I met during the last two weeks? 
is that something that in Germany would it work or would it not work to be discussed? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, especially for people who are having uh, now uh, who stay at home and don't read, uh, reach out to their uh, psychologist, for example, and have a real, real, real heavy time yeah, staying inside. So the, the, the psychologist I know, uh, uh, they're consulting now uh, for free because the tools of the government doesn't support mm. that they can actually get money out of this consultative work, yeah, because they're not ready exactly. for this yeah. work. So this yes. is really ridiculous. So yeah. at least those things we should change afterwards, really, yeah. 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 We actually had a guest on, I think it was almost two weeks ago, from Hello, Hello Better. We have a CEO. Um, Hannes. Hannes, should I go? Hannes, I knew so. Hannes was with us from Hello Better, and he was talking about how they've now uh, are offering an added part of the platform for anyone affected by corona. So, because mental health is actually the biggest issue, because no one's used to being enclosed for such a long time. And I don't think anyone can admit it to themselves right away. It takes some days and maybe a week until people realize that they might be having a really difficult time with this. Um, so Hannes gave a, uh, a lot of great tips. Uh, we have a talk with him as well, it's online. Is there anyone else that would like to add any more thoughts or questions? Okay, so <laughs> we're here next week too. So if anyone wants to think about it, we're gonna be here next Tuesday for the start of our fourth week. And we'll be doing this every Tuesday. And uh, I think this is a really great format, actually, that we can have everyone on board and share their thoughts and we can actively kind of discuss uh, what people are going through and ask questions. So I think we'll keep it in this open format for the next time as well. Everyone can join per video. Um, gives it a different feeling, I have to say. Before, when I was, we were doing these moder like moderations and these talks, it was just like Maria and I. And now that I can see everyone else, I can tell that I'm, I act, I'm, I feel like I'm acting a little bit more different. It's kind of strange because you see, you see everyone and it's more really like a more group dynamic. So it makes it more exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So let's keep it like this way. We hope to see you again next week. All right. So bye everyone. You'll get a Stay healthy. That was a wrap here for us at the World Changers in Tech headquarters. Make sure you find us at our webpage, www.german.tech, and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date and receive exclusive invites to all our event formats. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Big thank you from the World Changers in Tech team here at German Tech, where we strive to inspire, build, and grow digital ecosystems for a sustainable future. Continue on on our SDGs and World Changers in Tech, and tune in soon.